Chapter 5 Male and low income equals double whammy. The chances of a long life in health are strongly influenced by education, practically not at all by the respective healthcare systems. Among the most different in terms of health system are, for example, the US and the UK. In the US, people up to 65 usually have private health insurance, often through their employer. In England, healthcare is free and funded by taxes. The differences in the two healthcare systems have little effect on the years of life in health that can be expected. Education is a different story. People with higher education have up to nine years longer life expectancy. Income also correlates with education, of course. If we consider only healthy life expectancy, that is the years of life spent in very good or good general health, the difference between the lowest and the highest income groups is as much as 14 years. In addition to education, gender alone is also a risk factor. The health and life expectancy of boys and men is significantly worse than that of girls and women. However, this gender inequality has hardly been reflected in health policy and is almost accepted as a given, even by so-called gender scientists, to the point of being self-inflicted, risky behavior. The gap in life expectancy to the disadvantage of men is six years, in Eastern Europe up to 12. How can this gender gap be explained? In many societies, men generally enjoy more opportunities, privileges and power than women. But these perceived advantages do not translate into better health. Explanations put forward include more dangerous occupations, less preventive care, early detection of disease, unhealthy diet, alcohol, suicide, and biology, a slower development in the frontal lobe of the brain, which is responsible for judgment and weighing the consequences of an action. This gap between men and women in health and life expectancy is grotesquely not adequately addressed globally. Although the medical need is clearly on the side of men's health, gender studies regarding health and life expectancy show a huge bias towards women's health. A global men's health movement is needed. When men are sick, injured or die, households and partners lose income. Closing the men's health gap would therefore benefit men, women and their children. After the previous reflections on the uneducated and man aspects, you might wonder about uneducated men and educated women respectively. And you would be right with your assumption. Men at risk of poverty have a difference in life expectancy of 15 years compared to rich women. From a medical point of view, one could conclude that there is merely 
a lack of education in the population, especially among men, regarding healthcare and health risks in particular. However, for social inequalities, education can be both poison and medicine in one. Both a way to escape social inequality and a main criterion to justify social inequality. Education is just education. Education is not a health concept or a magic bullet. The goal of a prevention-oriented health system must therefore be to equalize life expectancy between the educated and the uneducated, the poor and the rich, and also between men and women. Since we have already identified that we obviously have a disease system rather than a health system, One has to wonder if the incentives for all healthcare providers, that is doctors, hospitals and so on, are consistent with such a noble goal. Probably not. But where exactly is the problem? 